Perception, Perception is reality. Reality. Well, hello there, folks, and welcome to this 166th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's great to be with you. Thank you for clicking on this episode and giving me a little bit of your time. I promise to give you as much as I can in the time that we have together. I do want to ask that you share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. All they have to do is search for us by name. Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. We will pull right up and it should be easy to find us. Or they can check us out on the home link, which is perception.fireside.fm. Again, that is perception.fireside.fm. It's one really concise area where you can find all of our newest episodes along with all of the old episodes in the back catalog. Or you can go to Google and simply enter Bilberry Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. That will pull us right up as well. Also, lastly, don't forget to tell them to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilberry 318. All right. What would you do if I started this podcast out and said, welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm Christopher Bilberry. And then you heard nothing but silence. Would you listen for very long? I doubt it. Man, that really hurt. How long of time period was that? Five seconds? And see how hard that was? Because you don't come here for dead air, nor do you listen to any program or radio station or TV show for dead air. That's the cardinal sin of broadcasting do not leave dead air they don't like silence okay and that makes sense it should be the cardinal sin for elected officials all right it should be the cardinal sin for those who want to be given our trust who want us to put them in positions of power. Silence should be the cardinal sin for the political figures that we have in positions of power, whether we're talking about local, yokel officials, city, town councils, county councils, county commissioners, mayors, state senators, state representatives, or you're talking about governors or United States senators or United States congressmen or the president of the United States. It doesn't matter who we're talking about. Silence should be the enemy of those folks' career. And those folks should be scared to death to be silent before us, their public, their bosses. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. And I'm not going to be silent about it, and neither should any of you. First, however, we do need to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll jump into it. 
and we will work to destroy the silence that these folks try to jam down our throat. Boy, isn't that silence deafening. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 166th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbury, and we'll be right back. This is Mission Control. The tallest, fastest, and longest steel coaster in King's Island needs you. Must be able to handle a 300-foot drop and speeds up to 91 miles per hour while dodging meteors. No training required. Are you up for the challenge? Introducing Orion at Kings Island, one of only seven giga coasters in the world. Right now, get Kings Island admission, parking, and free drinks for just $49.99 online. Hello there, folks, and welcome back. This is episode 166. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's great to be with you. We are talking in this episode about silence, about our elected officials being silent. It's funny to me that no matter who we're talking about, whether it be a mayor of a city or city council members, if it's the county auditor or the sheriff, or whether you're talking about a state senator, state congressman, or the governor, or a senator of a state that goes to Washington, D.C. to represent the state, or a congressman, or the president of the United States, when they're running for office, they all have so much to say. Hell, they spend so much time collecting money so that they can put out advertisement on TV, on billboards, in print, on the radio, during interviews, and they devote so much time and energy into communicating their message and trying to get their point of view across, and they're trying to tell us what they can do for us and why they're better than the other person, either the person who's in office or the person who is also running for that same office. And it, it it's it's interesting to hear that they each do it. They're all out there with their teams, and they're sending people out, and they're walking the streets, and they're walking their districts, knocking on doors, and and that's a lot of times what you will spend in a campaign so much time and effort on doing, on pounding the pavement and touching doors. When I work for a candidate, and when I used to campaign and walk for people and, and, and work for people, I, I said walk there because that's what I would focus on. That's what I tell anybody running for anything, that the campaign is won on pounding the pavement and touching doors, touching doors, shaking hands, talking to folks. And you see really good organized campaigns they're trying to touch each door multiple times. They don't want to just talk to you at your door once. They want to talk to you twice, two or three times during a campaign season before you go to vote. They want you to feel very confident with them and very familiar with them and make you think that they care so that you can go and elect them and that they can be sworn in to then be silent to be able to hold off 
on giving you an answer, to refuse to answer emails. What's funny is there are even some candidates who aren't waiting to be elected to be silent. In Indiana's 6th District, we have a congressman, Greg Pence, who has been famous for his quote-unquote submarine-style election practices, where he and his team will not answer questions to individuals or to organizations, media outlets, or journalists that are not hand-picked. They will not participate in candidate meet-and-greets that they don't have a hand in setting up. They won't uh, do debates with their opponents. Now, granted, the opponent that Greg has had over the last two elections has been very beatable, all right? And they have been able to walk away with the election and probably will be able to do the same in this next upcoming election cycle. But what's disappointing about this is it's not even about standing there and debating this person. It's about being able to connect with the constituents. And Greg Pence and his team feels like he doesn't need to do that. They think if we show up and we open our mouths, what we can do is hurt ourselves. We may do something or say something or have a gaffe that is negative. So why do that? We'll just sit back. We'll throw money at this campaign. We will plaster the interstates with billboards. We will run our radio ads that we have put together. We'll control the message. We'll control the information. And we will never put ourselves in a position where we allow a constituent to ask us something that we might not be prepared for. And that is absolutely, utterly disgusting to me. That level of silence and the thought that it doesn't matter what we think about that, it doesn't matter that Christopher Bilberry wants to hear from Greg Pence. It doesn't matter that I feel like my fellow voters, whether they be Democrats or Republicans, deserve to hear from Mr. Pence. He feels that if he is quiet then he will easily be able to walk away with the election. And he's been able to do it. He's then been silent while he's been in office. Okay, I can't tell you anything about the guy. And it's absolutely horrible to me. Now, I, I agree we don't ever put a candidate up, whether it be a primary challenge from the Republicans or a Democrat candidate that that's worth a damn. He, he doesn't have someone that he feels challenged by, so maybe if we put good candidates up, that might change. But even then, he'll do the same thing that the others do. 
There's the mayor of Muncie currently who spent two years campaigning. You would have thought this man was running for president of the United States. Generally, you don't campaign that long for a local mayoral office. But this guy started campaigning two years, maybe two and a half years, before his elections were held. And he wanted to be heard everywhere. Matter of fact, he's interviewed with me for you guys to hear. However, now that he's in office, well, he has nothing to say to you or I. He's not interested in setting down and answering tough questions. He would rather shut us up if we have questions or if we have concerns. He would rather us not ask him the tough questions because he doesn't have any answers. All right? He hasn't done what he said he would do. He has not improved communication. Matter of fact, communication under Mayor Dan Ridenour, the mayor of Muncie, Indiana, has gotten so much worse than his predecessor. He has not improved transparency. Transparency has not improved under Mayor Dan Ridenour. Accountability has not improved under Mayor Dan Ridenour. What has happened to the mayor's office in the last 21 months that this man has been in office is it has become more silent. I'm going to take a step out and I'm going to say something that I think is utterly shocking. His predecessor, Dennis Tyler, was mayor of the city of Muncie for two terms, eight years. And under Dennis Tyler's lead, the city of Muncie was under FBI investigation, under a, a different Department of Justice investigation into the police department. Various politicos were questioned and arrested. One actually served time in prison. Several others, including the ex-mayor himself, were taken out in handcuffs and charged and are currently awaiting to be sentenced after pleading to various crimes. And with all of that said, Dennis Tyler's mayoral administration was still more transparent than Dan Ridenour's. That's shocking to me. Because there are so many people that have so many negative things to say about Dennis Tyler. And I, I, I'm not going to sit up here and say that I haven't said negative things myself. I have. I was very critical at various points over many things that happened 
many instances, many issues that occurred under Dennis at the head of the city. Whether it be department heads or employees, whether it be the building commissioner's office or the sanitary district or it be the police department or the fire department, various things occurred that, in my opinion, are troublesome and should be concerning for us, the citizens. And they should be concerning for Dennis Tyler because it doesn't matter who's doing it. At the end of the day, it all reflects on the person who's in charge. That would be the mayor. And with all of that out there, with all of that out there, I still have to say that Dennis did a lot of good things while he was mayor. He got a lot done. He made a lot of partnerships. And he did well in a lot of other aspects for the city of Muncie. But the thing that I absolutely commend him on is he never shied away from a question. He never ducked out. He never just refused to answer emails. I can't tell you how many countless emails that I have sent to the office of the mayor and just nothing. No response, no hi, bye, or kiss our ass. Now, obviously, by that, I'm being facetious. I mean, there are some things I understand that I ask that even if I ask Dennis Tyler or any other mayor or any other elected official, they're going to say, hey, we can't answer that. You know, thank you for communicating with us. This is something that we cannot answer at this point. They play the game. They are able to respond in a way where they're at least looking like they care. We're under Mayor Ridenauer. He just says, we're going to be silent. If we don't like the question, if we can't answer the question, we are going to make this person feel like we just simply do not care. That's not improving communication. That's not improving transparency. Let's, let's leave the city of Muncie for a second. Let's look at State Representative J.D. Prescott. He's the representative in District 33. District 33, currently at the recording of this message, is made up of Randolph County, Jay County, and portions of Delaware County. I said that the way that I said that because they're getting ready to readjust the lines, and I've seen at least examples of the map that it, it's going to be, and they're going to be changing this up somewhat. But currently, as the recording of this episode, J.D. is the state representative, which means he's elected from our little district, District 33, which is, again, Randolph County, Jay County, and parts of Delaware County, to go to the state house and represent us citizens from that district. Which means he has to know what we are interested in. He has to know our thoughts and our opinions. Not just the opinions of his friends. Not just the opinions of those people who give him money and who like everything that he does and who bow down to kiss his ass. But everybody in that district. But let me tell you what Mr. Prescott does. Mr. Prescott remains quiet. Mr. Prescott refuses to speak to folks that may question him, that may present 
tough questions that may not just want to say, what a great job you're doing, Mr. Prescott. There are citizens that want to know why he votes for various bills the way that he does when he's working for us at the state house. But he doesn't want to talk to them if they have questions that he might be uncomfortable with. There are people that say, hey, we would like you to go back to the state house and represent us in this way. When you're dealing with the other representatives, when you're dealing with the state senators, we want to be represented in this way. And he doesn't want to hear that because he has his own agendas. Let me give you a current example of a way that Representative J.D. Prescott has been trying to be silent and not allow those citizens that want to engage with him to be a part of their government, okay? J.D. Prescott is, as I stated, representative of District 33, District 33, again, is made up of Randolph County, Jay County, and parts of Delaware County. There's a constituent in Jay County that wants to be part of the political process, wants to engage with his representatives. And he felt as though J.D. has been doing a disservice by not offering town hall meetings where J.D. would speak to his constituents, allow his constituents to speak to him. He's not allowing for the exchange of ideas or communication, and it's really hard to communicate with Representative Prescott. So this citizen, Brandon Kohler from Jay County, did what any other citizen who wanted to reach out to an elected official would do. He looked to see if he had a social media account. It's 2020, 2021. It's the time of social media. We've just been talking about that in recent episodes. So he looked and amazing. J.D. Prescott, like many other elected officials, political wannabes and candidates, had a social media page set up and designed for the use of disseminating governmental political information. And J.D. used this page as such. So Brandon started engaging with Representative Prescott via social media on this Facebook page. And in pretty quick order... He noticed that his questions were not being answered. His questions, in some cases, were being removed from the page. And then all of a sudden, he noticed he was blocked. However, other constituents that were speaking favorably of Representative Prescott were not removed or blocked. So Mr. Kohler, being a citizen who wants to engage with his elected officials, felt that being blocked hampered his First Amendment right to be able to do that. And he felt that this was a form of discrimination. So he reached out to folks that could help him with this matter, and he contacted folks in the ACLU, and the ACLU filed a lawsuit against Representative Prescott on behalf of Mr. Kohler and stated that Prescott had discriminated against Kohler by blocking him and this, in fact, stopped Mr. Kohler from being able to exercise his First Amendment right to engage 
on this political forum because when elected officials have social media and use it to discuss their business, that is, in effect, the new digital town square, and it is a public forum, and they have to allow citizens to post and engage both favorably and not so favorably. And when someone is asking a question that an official might not like, if it's not threatening and violent, then they can't block them or I'll stop them from communicating the way that so many have done and the way that Representative Prescott did to Mr. Kohler. So this situation resolved itself out of court and Representative Prescott was given two options. He could allow Mr. Kohler and others on his social media and allow everyone to interact and engage with him and be a part of the discussion and allow free thought and free thinking and could do what an elected official should do, or he could delete his social media and stop everyone from being able to do that. What do you think that Prescott did? Do you think that he opened it up and said, oh, I made a mistake. Mr. Kohler, you can now communicate with me. I made a mistake and everyone can communicate. Or do you think that he just said, out of hell with it. I don't care to hear what anyone thinks and I'm not going to let folks that I don't like communicate. So I'm just going to get rid of it all. Ding, 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 ding. That's right, folks. He deleted the whole thing and he said, we just won't communicate this way, and we won't let our constituents ask questions, whether they're favorable or not favorable, and we'll just stick to the silent method. And it's crazy to me that people feel like this is okay. I don't know if people don't realize this, or they just simply are so apathetic that they don't care. But this should be disgusting to anyone that hears this. You have an elected official, okay, who set up a page to campaign and say, I want to be your elected representative. I'll listen to you. I will answer the tough questions. I will work hard for you. And when you elect me, if you actually ask me a tough question, I will not answer it. If you ask it to me again, I'll block you. And if you sue me, instead of allowing you and everyone else on to do so, I'll just shut it down and I won't take questions from anyone. Do you hear that? I hope he sets it home and he says that to himself and at some point has an epiphany and realizes how horrible that is. I'm going to reach out to Mr. Kohler here coming up in the next couple coming days and find out if he'll come on and talk with us because I would like to get in depth with what happened here and we can find out what he's doing because I don't think that he is taking this lying down. Matter of fact, I would absolutely love if Mr. Kohler would build a campaign team and build a support team and would run against J.D. Prescott. 
I would be Mr. Kohler's biggest supporter. I don't know if he's Republican. I don't know if he's Democrat. I don't know if he's Libertarian. I don't care about any of that. I don't really know what he stands on. But I'll tell you, someone who has a problem with elected officials slamming the door in their constituents, and let me be very clear, constituent is just another word for boss, all right? Now, if you look that up and you look for synonym of boss, you won't find constituent, but you should, because a constituent is a citizen that votes for an elected official, and when that elected official is in office, that constituent is the boss of that official. These people are public officials, are public officials, public representatives. They are public servants. Remember a couple episodes back, several actually, we were talking with libertarian Donald Rainwater, and we talked about stopping calling these people quote-unquote leaders because they're not leaders, and we're all adults here, and we don't need leaders. We're leaders of our own selves. We need representatives. We need public servants. We need people to serve, not lead. Well, these people like to call themselves leaders because it makes them sound powerful, and through actions like this, they feel big and bad, but they are not they are small, and they are tiny, and they are weak. And silencing dissent, and then, in this action, silencing everybody, is not what someone that is a true servant does. I'm not really sure what Prescott stands on anymore. It's been a while since I've heard anything from him. We used to communicate. But because I've been a little harsh on him for actions, and now because of this, I'm sure we'll probably not communicate ever again. He is a real big fan of Greg Pence. There are many different pictures of Pence and Prescott together, and they uh, have fun out on the farm being a part of each other's campaigns, and I'm sure he's emulating Mr. Pence. I think one day he has dreams of being in Greg Pence's seat. My question is, does he plan to run the same submarine type of campaign? Is that what he's doing here? If this is the case, we need to stop him. In the next election cycle, whether it's Mr. Kohler or someone else, we must elect that person over J.D. Prescott and any other elected official that wants to remain silent, we must unelect those folks as well. We must send a loud message that we will send these silent officials back to where they came from. I will happily send Representative J.D. Prescott back to his farm field. I will happily send Mayor Ridenour back to the teller line. I will happily send any other elected official who's supposed to be a public servant who feels that they are a powerful leader. I will send them back to where they came from, and you should feel the same way. We have to stand up against this nonsense because I can tell you. The sound of their silence is deafening. 
But the only thing louder than that is our dissent of their actions. When we stand tall and we stand together and we stand in unison, we are the loudest, strongest force that there is. There is no greater force than the American voter and the citizens that say we are tired of this. We are tired of being told that you are riding in and going to be our knight in shining armor on the white horse. That's not getting it because these people aren't doing it. We need to be there to help ourselves and to help each other and to stand in unison because we can do it and we can overcome this and we will overcome this. We have to say we want to overcome this. We want better. We demand better. And the only thing that is louder and that can block out the deafening silence that they give us is our powerful voices and our powerful votes. This microphone that I'm speaking into right here gives me the power to say, stand with me. And your ability to stand at the microphone and speak at meetings and your ability to stand in the line to vote on election day allows you to send the loudest message that there could ever be. And we must do it together. Let's stand together to send these people back to where they came from because the silence isn't cutting it anymore. All right, folks, we need to take a quick break, but when we return, we will finish our conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 166th episode of Perception is Reality. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we'll be right back. Friends, I can tell you as a musician for the last 25 years whose primary instrument is the drum kit that it has taken a lot of hard work, dedication, and years to make myself as proficient as I feel like I am on that instrument today. During that same time, at various points and dozens of times, I have picked up and also then put down the guitar trying to learn enough to impress my friends, maybe impress a girl, play that really cool cover, or maybe try and write my own music. It's just really tough when you don't have the same kind of dedication that I had on the drums. Maybe you don't have the time, but you'd still like to noodle around. Studies show children that play musical instruments do better in math and science. Are you interested in starting them out early? Are you interested in making a little bit of beautiful noise that doesn't annoy everyone and relieves stress? Well, let me tell you, there is an invention just for you. It's called Bob McNally's Strumstick. Strumstick was invented by Bob McNally. It's a three-stringed musical instrument. It's especially for beginners, but everyone will enjoy it. I have one, and it is a blast. Because of the tuning and the way the frets are spaced, there are effectively no wrong notes. The Strumstick is designed to play in just one key instead of all 12. Look, if you know what that means, you're a musician and you'll love this thing. If you don't know what that means, it doesn't matter because you will love this thing. You really need to check it out. Go to Strum Strumstick.com and check out Bob McNally's Strumstick. You will not be disappointed. 
All right, folks, we are back. Episode 166, Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. So how do we resolve this? What are we going to do? How can we make our voices heard? I want to be very clear. Elected officials who have social media, who post about what they do, who post about the business of their office or of their state or of their city or their county, wherever they are in government, whether you're talking about a city councilor or you're talking about a state senator or a state representative or if you're talking about governor, whatever the situation is, mayor, if they use social media, and you need to be educated about this, if they use social media to convey information about their office, about government, about things that could be deemed political, if they're posting things about like events in the city, if they're posting things about events in the state, if they're posting about laws or different town halls, and they are engaging citizens back and forth about various other issues then it doesn't matter if that is an official page that says mayor so-and-so or city councilor so-and-so or state representative so-and-so or if their page is just John Doe. If their page is, for example, Dan Ridenour, and that page is a mixture of his personal, but he also posts about the city of Muncie and people post and tag other city of Muncie type of things on his page, then whether he likes it or not, that is a political forum and you can engage there. Now, I would never recommend being rude. I would never recommend cursing. I would never recommend getting on and trolling anyone on pages like that because that's when they can shut you down. If you get on and you're cursing and you're violent, at that point, yeah, I'm okay with them shutting you down. But if you get on and you are polite and you ask your question and you're, you're able to stick in the fight, there, that's okay. Going back and forth and disagreeing is not rude. People think it is, but it's not. It's okay to disagree. But if they do ban you, then you have options. You can put up with their silence, or you can fight back against it. It didn't put Mr. Kohler out in any way to contact the ACLU. They did everything on his behalf. He had to do nothing. But he was able to make his point, and he was able to shine a spotlight on what one official was doing. Now, that official decided to take it further and to, to make the, a, a, an even worse choice to make his silence louder. So Brandon then did the next step. He informed the public. He wrote a letter to the editor. So many people don't realize that's still a thing. I know that newspapers are dying, but write letters to the editor. Go to your meetings. Make a post on social media. You'll do that about a dog. 
You'll do that about your favorite Walking Dead episode. You'll do that about the Queen of England and her dysfunctional family. But you won't make a post when there's an issue by people that you pay with your hard-earned tax dollars. And you won't notify those in your community that also need to be made aware of this? Why do we do that? Why are we so vocal about things that truly don't matter, but we say, oh, well, I, I'm, I don't want to get involved with this. How, how, how do they have us tricked into this mindset? We know what's going to happen. They do this every four years or every two years if it's a state representative or, or a United States congressional representative. They run for office. They tell us they're going to be different. Sometimes they don't even do that, like Greg Pence. We elect them. We pay them. And they do things completely different. They shut down. They won't talk to us. They won't be held accountable. They will not communicate. They're not transparent. They are silent. Or they do talk, but it's completely off from what they originally said, which means they're silent on the things that matter. And then we feel as though we have to keep them. We feel as though we can't raise our voices. They have us tricked into feeling like we must stay silent. That's what we have to fight against. Why do more people not care? Why do more people not want to get registered to vote? Why do more people not want to file to run for city council or file to run against J.D. Prescott? Is it Help me realize that. Help me understand that. Contact me. Tell me what stops you from being involved. Is it family? Is it you, you're afraid of the drama of it? You want to, you, you just want to stick with the status quo? What stops you from getting more involved than what you are? Because I'm going to let you know, we are in the last couple months of 2021, which means you need to really start thinking about what you're going to run for for office, or you need to start thinking about who you're going to support when they file to run. The filing period for the very next election cycle begins in just a few quick months. We've not had an election cycle this entire year. All right, we've had one year off. Thank God, it has been a, a great year. You don't have to worry about hearing all this nonsense and hearing from all these people, but we're getting ready to get in the thick of it. And if you're being called to take action, if you're being called to say, I'm not going to put up with it anymore, there's many different ways you can do that. You can decide that you're going to file to run as a Republican, as a Democrat, as a Libertarian, as an Independent. And there are different things you've got to do to do each of those. We can talk about those in the next couple episodes if you would like. But you might be called that way. Maybe you're called to help a campaign. 
Maybe you're just called to vote, but you need to get informed and you need to be able to pass that information out. Don't just show up, vote, and do your thing. Talk to people about it. Get other people to vote the way you vote. That's part of it. You can do more than you think. But the election cycle to help take care of a lot of these people, a lot of people that we're having issues with, and I don't care if you're in Indiana or you're in Colorado or you're in Florida or you're in New York, the same thing applies to you. You have the same shitty elected officials and you have the same problems with them in your areas that I am talking about right here in good old Indiana. And so this isn't just a my area thing. This goes out to everyone. And there are officials everywhere that feel as though they can be silent and that they can maintain their power by keeping their head down and just not saying anything, by being silent. And hell, they've tricked us into being silent. They've tricked us into not giving a damn. And I, I've been doing this now for several years, and I don't know how to shake the cage and wake more people up. The cage is the cage that we're trapped in. But we have the key. We are prisoners in our own cages. All we have to do is let ourselves out. We can do it. But it takes us getting active and vocal. It takes us saying, we're tired of this. We demand better. We will stand up and we will we'll say, I can run for city council. I can run for county auditor. I will be interested. I'll run for precinct committeeman. I see that that is an important job. And I'm willing to do what I have to do. I will learn. I will talk to people who are involved. I will get active. I will go to these meetings. You know, call me on the phone if you're interested. If you want to run for an office, if you want to run for precinct committeeman, if you have questions, text me. Hit me up on email. Find me on Facebook. You can call the studio line at 765-546-9796. Call or text. You can email me at khbilbury at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Christopher H. Bilbury on Facebook, or facebook.com forward slash bilbury318. You can get in contact with me. If there is a question that you have that I don't know the answer to, I guarantee you I know someone who does, and I will put you in contact with that person. If you feel that you might be of a different political persuasion than me, I'll still give you every bit of information that I have. Because let's look at it. You're probably not going to be running for United States Senator. You're probably not going to be running for President. So the Democrat-Republican thing, that doesn't matter to me. On the local level, it does not matter. We're not talking about national issues on the local level. We're talking about common sense issues. We're talking about listening to your 
fellow neighbors, your brothers, your sisters, your parents, your parents' friends, your cousins, Jim Bob down the street that does your breaks. We're talking about doing right by those people, doing right by your kids, by your grandkids, leaving a better community behind for those that we care about. We're talking about doing better for ourselves. Hell, if you're going to you're going to be a politician, be selfish. Say I want to have the best community for myself that I can. Not these people that are selfish that say I want all the power for me and I want to do what's right by me because after I collect all this money and collect all this power being mayor, then I want to be a state representative. And I want to have the power because I'm king badass and people bow down to me and I don't have to say anything and I can just slide right on through and people are afraid to say anything to me so they're silent, I'm silent, we're just all silent. The silence is deafening, folks. The silence is deafening. And if we don't do something to stop it, if we don't come together and do something, it's never going to change. And that's not okay with me. I think that we must come together to better government through citizen involvement. And we can do it. All right, folks, remember, we can do this through education, through our involvement, better government through citizen involvement, it is real. Amber will be back very soon, I promise. You can look for her on Facebook. Amber Green Green has an E at the end. Also, don't forget to check out Fate Style Studio on Facebook and in person in Yorktown, Indiana. As always, remember to share the show with everyone you know and remind them we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites and at the home link, perception.fireside.fm. And until next time, take care of one another, be safe, God bless, and we'll look forward to talking to you all again real soon. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.